Come on, let's go. FA Podcast Live, April 9th, 8th, 8th, my bad. Uh, we're going to talk Camp Chef today. We're going to get uh, Brooks on from Camp Chef. A couple things to uh, hip you to. Everybody's still on quarantine. Staying home, nothing to do. Get some things done around the house. And actually... Slipped out to go fishing this morning for a little bit. Took Cole out, my son. Nothing going, but at least we got out of the house. So, big shout outs on that. So, at least we got out. And hey, uh, we're going to talk about some stuff we just did on the website uh, and we added. Uh, but of course, you know what's driving the podcast all the time. It's my good folks at Benelli, Federal, Mossy Oak. Uh, my buddy Rob up at Ranchland Outfitters, uh, Roger Sporting Goods, Loophole, Patternmaster, Benchmade, and of course, we're going to talk to my buddy Brooks at Camp Chef. We're going to go over, we're going to talk about some stuff in the freezer, we're going to talk about some recipes, we're going to talk about, you know, we're going to talk about whatever we can get on uh, to kind of, you know, kick around the time and get you guys to do something, uh, you know, to fill in what's going on, you know what I mean? We got lots of time. I've been cooking a bunch, so I've really been going after, you know, the recipes and, oh my God, we've been going, we've been going hard at it. So we're going to call Brooks here. He's full of fun and excitement too. So, hey Bubba, you there? How are you? Yes, sorry, I'm here now. Sorry, I put some headphones on. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Do I have your undivided attention today? Well, it's always divided. Yeah, that's true. Whatever. Yeah, I'm not going to get all that, right? No, no, you're not one day. Hey, you're you need to be nice day. to me. You need to be nice to me. I do. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, Brooks, what is your official uh, title at Camp Chef for the people uh, listening? Public relations slash communications manager. Well, that's a big deal, right there. Right? Yeah, well, I'm a big deal. Yeah, bro, you are no doubt a big... Are you a big dill? A big, yes. Big yes. dill? Yeah, my son always busts yeah. me on that all the time. That's that's a that's a dad joke and a, and a really? 12-year-old joke. Hmm. Absolutely. There's no doubt. 
So uh, here's the deal, folks. If you want anything covered in the podcast, you can chat us up. You can send in a little request on uh, Facebook, on, on anything, on any of our Instagram, whatever, any of our pages. If you want to ask a question, you got something for Brooks, just, just fire away and I'll get it up. We are going to give away a little uh, stove, the uh, Rainier two-burner grill stove combo. So I'll have a link up in just a little bit. If you guys want to get in on it, you can totally do that. Uh, and we usually run it for a couple days, so they'll have at least until uh, like Friday afternoon to get in on it. So we run it pretty long, so it's a good deal. So, all right, Brooks, let's uh, let's get right into it. Like people are, I mean, listen, I- I'm sure you're bored. I'm bored. Like, yes, we're working at home, but we are like climbing the walls because we can't get outside. Like, I like. Like, we didn't catch any fish this morning, but I could care less. I was just, like, breathing in some air. It was beautiful. I was, like, 70 degrees, and I was just, like, I honestly did not care because I just wasn't cooped up in the house. So, with with that being said, uh, is there anything, like, let's go right to, you know, let's go right to some recipes. You got time to cook. You know what I mean? You know, you got time to cook. You got time to do stuff. Take some time to prep food. So, um, you, well, you've got lots of time, and I think we found that out that there's lots and lots and lots of time. Correct. Um, it's a good time to clean out the freezer. My family and I, we've enjoyed some great home meals. But there's no um, doubt. This is the this is the best time. Yeah, yeah, it's been awesome. Um, uh, we've enjoyed some great time together, but we've also made some pretty good meals, and it's been pretty cool. Well, that's good. The um, One of the main things that I've done um, is just get, like, you know, I have time now to prep and marinate and, you know, catalog what's in the, the freezer and what I can do. You know what I mean? It's just giving me some time. It's giving me time to, you know, go and look at you know, recipes and go, oh, I think I'll try this or I think I'll try that. So, mm-hmm. so, I mean, let, let's start here. If I was, if I was a novice, okay, getting into the cooking world, okay, would I yeah. want to, would I want to go after a, a grill and a smoker, just a grill? Like, I, it also goes down to preference but what you know what would you suggest for the novice on what they you know what they should get into because listen they'll people will cook more and do more if they're into it if it's easy if they could use the you know if they could use the grill or smoker easily you know that's always a thing that i always hear like oh man i don't i can't do the pellet grills because the smoker like i just i'm afraid of it i don't know what i'm doing i'm gonna I tried it once. I burnt it. Like whatever. So, sure. I think they've gotten easier. I definitely think that. Yeah. Well, I I'd say two things. First of all, what type of cooking are you looking to do? Right. Um, are you going to be cooking at your home all the time? First thing I would suggest is I think that every house in America needs a pellet grill on the patio. I Just agree. Just because you have an oven in your house. That's right. And your oven's convection, 
and everybody in the house knows how to run the oven. If they don't, they should learn, and then I'll question that later. <laughs> but uh, um, all you do on the oven is you go set the temp to 350, you put your cookies in there, and you make your cookies, and you bake your chicken, or whatever it is you're doing. Right. A pellet grill, a pellet grill is the exact same way. It's, it's a fuel source instead of an electric heating element. Right. Is now wood. It's now wood and fire. And, you know, that's what really, if you go back to the beginning of time, I mean, what did man use to cook? They had wood and fire. That's right. To create heat, to create heat to, you know, cook whatever they were baking that's to, right. to make a, a great meal. So a pellet grill works convection style. It's an indirect heat, and so it works just like your convection oven. It's electric. It runs on pellets. You set the temperature. You put your food in. You walk away, and if you feel the need to check on it, well, it's probably good just to monitor it every once in a while, make sure things are good. Sure. Um, we, we do have the capability with our Wi-Fi controller where you can really do that from the comforts of your couch or your <laughs> kitchen without even stepping outside. Yeah, I saw um, that. That was ban- That's banana. I mean, that's like whole. That's like whole other level. Okay, so I'm yeah. so I'm a novice. So, I'm a novice. So you're and, a novice. Yeah. So you say know how I'm, to run the oven. You know how to run that. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. website. Yeah. There's so many tips and tricks and recipes that you can try, and I, I like most of them are foolproof, and right. some of them it's going to take you know it's going to take a little bit of trial and error. You know your ribs might not be perfect the first time you do them. Correct. But by by the third time, not the tenth, by the third time you'll figure it out and you'll be like, this is easy. In fact, I'm going to wrap up some ribs. I'm going to throw them on the smoker and go to work and just tell my wife, hey, monitor that. Uh, maybe if, the, if you're doing the three two one method, which is on the Cantrip website, check that out. Okay. But uh, you know, run out and baste them, cover them. We'll have dinner ready when I get home from work. There you or go. Once we get back to work. Yeah, there you go. Um, and now that now that you're working from home, you can do it yourself. So, anyway, um, yeah, there's just like you said, you're a novice, you're just getting into it. And the first thing I would say is, I think every patio needs a pellet grill, just because it's an easy way to cook. The food that comes off a pellet grill, I think, is just so awesome and so good. Um, it makes you feel a little uh, manly, so to speak. Sure. Got a smoker. So, so what like pellet grill? Something like you've made some good barbecue. Oh, there's no doubt. So, what, what, what pellet grill? So, okay, so I start. So, do I, I click on, and you guys have like the woodwind one, right? That's that's like different models of that and different, different sizes of that yeah, and what you I mean, want to do. So, like, sure. there's well, think of it like uh, you're going to buy a car. You're going to buy a car with cloth interior, right? And now back in the day, I don't want to date you, Mario, but back in the day. <laughs> You would pick a car with an eight-track or leather seats or cloth seats. I think it wasn't leather. I think they had they had vinyl. Yeah, they had vinyl. They had vinyl back there. Vinyl. So so it was either vinyl or leather or cloth seats. Um, Yeah, you just pick the features you want, and the the more features you get, the nicer the pellet grill is going to be. Right. The nicer the car is going to be. Right. So so yeah, we've got uh, the woodwind that you brought up. That's our high-end model. Right. That's the one that's going to have all the bells and whistles and all the features. You know, our, our woodwind Wi-Fi is going to have the Wi-Fi controller. It's got a smoke setting in that controller where you can control the amount of smoke, whether a 1 all the way to a 10. So if so you're doing like a brisket or a pork butt and you want to really create a thick bark on that. Right. Or even a duck breast. Even a duck breast. Right, you right, because it's got smoke, the skin. Smoky flavor right. or jerky. You, you can turn that up to a 10, and you're going to get a lot lot more smoke flavor. So that's the high-end one. Also has the sliding grill technology that we've instituted and uh, incorporated into um, most of our pellet grills. Um, not all, 
like I said, everyone comes with features, but uh, sure. that's where you slide, you pull a rod on the side of the uh, pellet grill by the control panel, and it slides that heat diffuser plate out of the way and exposes the fire directly to the grill grate. Oh, so yeah. you go from ind- indirect convection style to now direct flame grill. So you can get a higher temp right on the grill grate. So you're not no longer baking. You're now giving that little kiss of flame, so to speak. Correct. So if you want to just grill some hot dogs or burgers, our pellets have the versatility to do to all do that. that. Um, also, um, not every single pellet grill, but uh, um, almost all of our models um, are also adaptable to our um, accessory kits. And one of our key accessories is our sidekick, which is our... 30,000 BTU burner that attaches to the side that comes with a flat top griddle. So now you have this awesome pellet grill that is your oven outdoors and your smoker and your grill. And you just put a 30,000 BTU propane burner on the side with the flat top. So if you'd want to saute some vegetables for fajitas or you pull that flat top off and you got a 30,000 BTU burner where you can do a seafood boil or boil a pot of corn, or maybe you're making a sauce for that, uh, you know, backstrap that you've got on the on the pellet grill, and you want to make a raspberry, cherry, chutney, apple, bin, whatever it is you people do, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, well, so. I'm thinking. Listen, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, like this isn't just for like during hunting season or like you said burgers and stuff like that. Like I'm thinking, okay, I take the grill camping, and now it's like, you know, we're doing. Uh, we're doing steaks or ribs at night, and then in the morning, I'm doing sausage and bacon, and then on the sidekick, I'm doing you know eggs or something. You know what I mean? So you can do absolutely. There's there's so many uses uses for that. Like you just look like I know I went top of the line and said woodwind or whatever, but the smoke pro sure. like that whole line like there's there's so many versions of that that you could get that are so reasonably priced, like you said, like, hey, everybody should yeah. have one of those on their back porch or on their deck so they can smoke and grill and do the whole thing. And, and you know, listen, you're not looking at, you know, a pile of money for something like that. You know, you'll pay that much for, a, you know, just a regular old gas grill, you know what I mean, somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, so, and, and well, you're... Something- Something that's cool, something that's pretty cool is that I've always said the reason I want one of those on everybody's patio is because there's nothing that you can't cook with that unit. And maybe it's the heat of the summer, you want to keep the heat out of the house, and now you're cooking on the patio. Or maybe you just, you don't have the space, or you just want to impress your friends. I don't know what it is. Everybody's got different um, takeaways there. I always go back to, I always go back to, there's more flavor on it. You know what I mean? There is. Uh, and, and it's uh, it's it's funny because people are like, this chicken is so juicy and tender, or right. And this duck breast, this duck breast was awesome. It's so juicy, and I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, you're getting the um, the benefit of infusing that meat with that wood flavor. That's right. That fire, and I always think, well, fire's hot and dry, and I don't know the science behind this because I'm I'm far from a scientist, and <laughs> my my brain is about well, you know me well enough. My brain is. Uh, it's like a kindergarten brain. There's no doubt. Anyway, yeah, yeah, no doubt. So you take you take that um, wood, fi- uh, the wood's burning, the fire's burning, and you think, well, that's going to dry it out. But for some odd reason, when you cook with fire, it makes it so much more juicy and tender. It just, it, I don't know what it does exactly, but it, it makes it 
the opposite of drying something out. It's just it's just incredible. Well, there's there's That's no doubt. Say. Everybody should have one because there's nothing you can't cook with it, and and you'll love it. But that being said, not everybody you know is, is into that style. That's why you know we're one of the largest manufacturers of everything outdoor cooking, from correct a small backpacking stove to every piece of cast iron that your little heart can dream of to smaller camp stoves. And, and then a little bit bigger camp stoves, just depending on what you want to do. And if you want to be more portable, like you're you're in a duck blind all the time, or you're uh, camping with your family all the time, or maybe you're going to the racetrack tailgating or to the football game tailgating, we've got so many different options to cook outdoors. And yeah. we even got portable telegrills to, to match that too, which is awesome. They fold down, they've got wheels on them, pop up, you can be the king of the tailgate. So, yeah, you yeah, guys are very cool wide. Stuff. You guys are very wide. So uh, we're talking to Brooks Hansen from Camp Chef. Uh, you're on the FA podcast. Some people checking in. Big shout-outs to Dave, who's still working. Patrick just checked in. Daniel's checking in. He's got a question, and I'll tell you that in a second. Ray Jackson's checking in. So um, Daniel's got a question. Favorite goose recipe for the pellet grill? So the first and, – and you could you could come up with one. And, and the other thing I want to say is – I just went back and forth with uh, Brad Fenson, who is very good friends with you and I. And Brad cooks, and Brad has great recipes. Brad is everywhere, okay? Brad's got great recipes and cooks all the time, and he's cooked for me and you and everybody. (laughs) Yes, he's the man. Brad is an amazing cook. In fact, you're going to say favorite goose recipe. My favorite goose recipe for the pellet grill is one of Brad's. I, I, well, me too. Well, let's, I, let's hear what he shared. I'm gonna say the, I'm gonna say the speckle belly legs he did, on the grill. Yeah. Do you remember that? So he mm-hmm. he 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 put them in the cast iron, on the on the burner for a little bit, and cooked them down a little bit. Then we took them out. Well, I didn't take them out. He took them out. What am I saying? I didn't do nothing. So yeah. he took them out. You, remember? You know how. To- I don't, even, I don't even know if you know how to make a grilled cheese. Dude. Bro, forget it. So he took those out, and then he rubbed them with the rub, and then he put them in the smoker, and when they came off, oh, my God. It was, and he had specks and they snows. Like, it, it was un, That was the best recipe, and that wasn't even really a recipe. That was just like like prepping them. He did them like, like chicken wings, kind of. Yeah. So they're like chicken wings. I like to call he refers to them as almost like baby back ribs. Oh. I was gonna say that's probably one of my favorites. I served those up at a Super Bowl party. Oh my god! Um, this year, what we did is I collected all the goose breasts, or sorry, the goose legs and thighs. Yep, the thigh legs attached. and thighs. That's right. You got the full full leg and thigh. Now these were uh, Canada geese. They yep. weren't the more tender specks, so to speak. That's right. They, we didn't have those. We had big honkers. Right, big, big honkers. Not quite Manitoba big, but they were big. Right. Um, and uh, pulled the leg and thighs off, and you grab a, a Dutch oven, and you get a little bit of, if you have some chicken broth or chicken stock. That's right. That works really well. You saute some onions, a little bit of olive oil, and then you throw in carrot, celery. Uh, so you have onions, carrot, celery. I did some rosemary. Oh, yeah. And I did a bay leaf. And some chicken stock with a little bit of water, and you throw that in the pot. You throw those legs into that pot, and you let that um, that pot just do its work on the burner on low. That's right. Um, let that simmer down, and it's going to break down all the tendons and 
and the, the tougher parts of that leg and thigh. Yep. Um, it's going to go for about three to four hours. Pull them off out of the pot, careful so they don't fall apart. Then you're going to throw them on the grill. Then you can add a rub or a seasoning, yep. a little bit of bar- barbecue sauce, and then put them on the smoker for about an hour and a half. You can go as, or you can grill them off uh, with, with flame and grill them off pretty strong there. You can do it two different ways. Um, and when you pick up that bone, you're just like, you're like a kid with a sucker. You know, you're just wanting to. When you put them. It's, it's, it's awesome. When you put them on the smoker after you, you take them out of the Dutch oven and you put them on the smoker, like, what, where's your heat at? You know what I mean? Like, are you, like to, are you at a, like, a like low? To, if I'm smoking them, I'm going 225. Gotcha. If I'm going to put them on a grill, I'm going to open it up and go high, and then it's only going to take about 15 minutes to just kiss them with a little bit of flame. Yeah, but, I, you know, listen, you just, you, you just put four hours into them in the Dutch oven, right? Another hour... You know what I mean? Like if you're doing work at home yeah. or whatever, like another hour is not going to kill you. And I think they're so much better after you put the smoke to them than anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and listen. Yeah, that, and you know, <laughs> and it, it, it's true. And when you talk, you put that smoke to them, it's just, it's so good. It tastes like a baby back rib. And you, yeah. you pick up that leg like, like you do a piece of a rib and you just gnaw into those thighs. It's, it, you know, Brad showed me that recipe in Manitoba about four years ago. Oh, that ki- it's and a killer I recipe. Was, I was like, Brad, this is amazing. So he's, he is, he's pretty incredible, and he kills lots of geese, and so he has to come up with ways to, to eat them. Ways to, to eat them. There's yeah, no doubt. There's no doubt. But we- uh, another, another one of my favorites is um, some pastrami, like a goose pastrami. turns out pretty well. There's lots of different pastrami recipes you can do it several different ways. Um, goose is tough because, um, especially, you know, a wild goose, you're not going to cook it like you would a turkey. Like, like a turkey, you can get away with, um, doing a whole turkey. Right. Or a pheasant, you can get away with doing a whole pheasant. Um, and people will smoke them and there's really good different ways. Goose is one where you doing the whole goose is a little tougher. I've done it and it works, but goose is best cooked at like medium rare. Right. Um, and so I like to break it down, so I'm not doing the whole goose. I mean, it's so much better to take the meat, the cuts of meat off that goose that need to be done hot and fast. Yes. And the cuts of meat that need to be low and slow. Do those low and slow. It's going to be so much better. You're going to lose a lot of any of that. People talk about pond weeds, muttony taste. You're <laughs> going to lose that if you cook it right. And that's like the, I'm saying the thighs. We did those low and slow. For the breast, that's something that you can do medium rare, hot and fast. Right. I have always said with all of my waterfowl, um, I don't know if Brad, um, yeah, I think Brad's pretty much on board with me on this. Is all my waterfowl, I like to brine. Um, I just Agreed. I think that uh, you've got to do what you can to get the, the blood out of out of those breasts. And so I'll put them in a br- uh, brine. I really like the high mountain brine. Um, now really I was get, making uh, I was making a mistake, and I was like marinating or like prepping like too long. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you, like Brad was scolding me. Right. Yeah, you don't need a brine for 17 days and <laughs> a year or whatever. Right. You just need to you need a brine for about 12 hours. Yeah. Um I think anything over there you're you're, you're Well, he was even yeah. scolding me for like, you know, like marinated. He said, you know, I was like, well, I would 
I would prep them the night before or whatever, put them in the refrigerator, put the marinade in them, and then, you know, start the next day. And he's like, oh, that's too long. He's like, you got to – he's like – He's like the marinade'll sink in in a couple hours. So so you can get yeah. to it in a couple hours. So I was like, okay, so so maybe that was having an effect on on how I was, you know, getting my birds done or, or getting getting the meat done. So so I backed off on that. Um, the other thing is um, you know, he always says because you know, you know uh, the birds, especially the geese are very very lean. So if you can leave the skin on, by all means, leave the skin on. If you can, you know that's especially, a huge. Especially if you're, especially if you're going to sear it off. But right. You've been you've been with us when we've done some goose breasts, and they've been fantastic. Absolutely. Um, where you where you leave that skin on if you can pluck it and you have time to do all that. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say. You put it in the brine. You can go six to twelve hours. You're basically pulling all the blood out of the breast. Yeah. Now, I don't know how true this is. I had a guy who wants to tell me um, this method, and he seemed like he knew what he was doing, and the food that I ate was incredible, so I'm just going to believe him and tell him that that's true. And he, he basically said there's a capillary blood in waterfowl, and <clears throat> the blood is made up of what they eat, and it helps oxygenate them when they fly at high altitudes. That's why... Um, Waterfowl will get people say, "Oh, it tastes like pondweed or sewerweed or whatever." That's what they're eating Um, because of what's in their bloodstream from what they're eating, and that capillary blood helps oxygenate them when they're flying at twenty thousand, twenty-five thousand feet or thirty thousand feet as they migrate. And so he said, to get that to taste delicious, you got to get the blood out. So you're either going to dry age it, which if you have time, you can put them on an aging rack and put them in your refrigerator, or if you have a meat locker. That's right. And dry age them for four or five days. That blood's going to settle and come out just like dry aging a deer. Yep. Hanging in a meat locker or a beef cow, so to speak. Yep. Um, or or you can brine it. Take the breast out, put it in a brine solution for six to twelve hours. Let that brine solution go to work. That salt and brown sugar and water is going to get in there. It's going to it's going to pull out the the blood, and then you're going to be left with this gorgeous piece of meat. Then you can do so much more with it. So like one of my favorites, like. This is actually really good. You just go plain salt and pepper. Maybe one of your favorite rubs if you if you have like a favorite uh, steak seasoning rub. Oh yeah. And I smoke it and do I smoke it and do a reverse sear. I, I put gotcha. it on the pellet grill at 225 degrees in a high smoke setting. As soon as that breast hits 100 degrees internal temperature, right? I'll pull it out and put it in a cast iron skillet or on that flat top with the skin on, and I'll sear it at like 800 degrees and just put that sear on the end, just like you would reverse sear a ribeye. Um, you sear that for about three minutes on a side, and you get that internal temp of that goose breast to about 125 to 130 degrees. You're going to be at medium rare, and it's going to be delicious. So let me ask this. So when we when we were in Saskatchewan, right, when we were in Saskatchewan and yeah. and, and you did – uh, the cranes. Yeah. What did you, is that what you did on the cranes or what did you do? Because so, it, there was minimal, minimal, uh, you know, prep on the cranes or, and, and it was, I, you know, I can't explain this. Uh, and, and you, you can back me up as well. I cannot express how good crane is. And people can say, oh, like, you know, listen, the specs like the ribeye of the sky. And listen, specs are very good. But I'm, 
I'm telling you, in the bird world, that things that we can shoot and harvest, those cranes tasted every bit to me of a steak. Like they are, it is the it is the consistency. It is the everything about the meat itself is very close. Yeah, I think. Well, I just I think most waterfowl in general has is a red meat. Correct. Um, and I understand a crane is not a waterfowl, but a migratory bird. Right. It does have more of a. It does. You're right. Have more of a beef texture. Oh man. Um, when yeah. we were up in Saskatchewan, those uh, we did cranes. If you remember, we did cranes. Yes. Mallard, teal, and snow geese That's all right. at the same time. That's right. And uh, do you remember? We were really limited on resources um, for where we were. We did have a smoker. Yep. And I did have a grill, and I had a, a sidekick on there with a grill box so we could uh, that would get up to about 800 degrees to do a reverse sear. Right. And because we got back so late, because we had to pick up like yep. 400 million snow goose decoys. Yeah. <laughs> so did you do a um, reverse sear on those? Is that what you did? Yeah, and and they were fresh, oh. so we really didn't have much time. We didn't have any time to dry age them. Yeah. We didn't have any time. I put some of the waterfowl from the previous days in the brine that morning so we could cook them that night. But the cranes, they were just... They were hot off the press. They were no prep. Yeah, all they did was salt and pepper, a little bit of uh, um, salt and pepper. Then I made a little teriyaki uh, soy sauce. um, Teriyaki soy sauce to brush over them when I grilled them. Put Uh, them on the smoker, smoked them just like I said, and then reverse seared them um, just to put that crust on them, finish them off, and serve them up medium rare. They were pretty good. I just brushed them a little bit with a little kind of a teriyaki soy sauce. I want to be careful. I am, I like the taste of teriyaki. I like the taste of smoke. Oh, yeah. I like all that. It's good. Yeah. But I want to be careful that you don't ever drown out your wild game with that because then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it doesn't even taste like goose. Well, so well, that's what I'm going for. You should say, oh, that tastes like a really good goose. Well, and so it, we were, you know, we brushed them light and gave it a good flavor, but yeah. you could tell it was, it was good. And they were medium rare. I've served up goose for people before, and they're like, this is pink in the middle. I'm going to die if I eat this. I'm like, no, 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 no. Trust me. This bird came from Canada, like a couple thousand miles north of here, and it is as healthy as can be. It wasn't raised in a pen. It wasn't stepping on top of 15 other geese. That's and right. In its own feces. That's right. In its own feces. And it's as healthy as can be. Plus, these types of animals are meant to, you can serve them medium rare and be just fine. That's right. The... Uh I just got a comment here, Ray uh, Ray Jackson. He's over in New Hampshire. He said, "Now listen, I've heard this as well. Uh, put your birds or your breasts or any any kind of your meat in milk for two to three hours before the brine." And I've also heard of a couple things. I've heard milk. I've heard buttermilk. I've heard Coca Cola because it breaks down. You know, the acid breaks down the meat and the tendons, and then there's that sugar in there. Um, Brad, and I'll tell you this one, this is another one to try. And, and Brad and I fell onto this down in New Zealand. Uh, we were hunting with all the guys down there. This was years ago. And, um, they like, like the (laughs) seventies. No idiot. Like four years ago, five years ago. (laughs) Yeah. We, we, we went down there. That's when they first came out with the plane. We went down there. So, um, they had these little bottles (laughs) of jack and coke like one half of the bottle was jack and the other half was coke okay and you just mixed them up or whatever right you poured them into a glass and it mixed 
So I was like, so we're sitting and we're, 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 we're getting all these birds, right? We got all these birds going. And usually they pluck a bunch of birds, but we shot a pile. So they're plucking and me and Brad are breasting some and we're like, hey, we're, we're going to make some marinade. We're going to do, well, what are you guys going to do? And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know. What, what do you guys have here? And they're like, well, we don't have much. You know, we're, we're at camp. We're in the middle of nowhere. And I go, and somebody popped open one of those little Jack and Cokes. And I go, that's it. I said, Brad, we're going we're gonna to put a bunch of breasts in the bag. We're going to put a couple Jack and Cokes in the bag, and we're going to let them sit, and then we're going to throw them on. And we didn't have a camp chef, bro. I apologize. Okay, we're in the middle of the world. Okay? <laughs> You're so, in New Zealand. You're good. But I'm telling you right now that, and you can ask Brad when you, when you talk to him next, it was the, the Coke, the acid kind of broke it down. Then you had the sugar that was in there. And then you also had that the alcohol that was in there. It had such a different flavor um, that when the guys ate it, they were like, holy crap. You know, they're used to roasting, roasting a duck or a goose, you know, and doing it like not old school, but, you know, roasting it with the skin on and stuffing it sure. with like, you know, onions and potatoes and apples and, you know, grapes or whatever they, you know, some fruit, some citrus in it, you know. You know, citrus has that acid in it, too, that breaks it down. So I'm telling you right now, we stumbled on that and cooked the medium rare. And I'm telling you, those, that was like the biggest, like, like flop in the middle of nowhere that we were just like, oh, my God, that came out good. That was like, here you have, like, nothing but, like, this to make it work. Go. <laughs> so, so that ended up really, really, really good. So that was an that was another thing, and and uh, like I was telling you, and about, I don't go ahead. I was gonna say I don't know so much about milk. I've never done the milk thing. I've heard of it. I've never personally done it. Um, right. I guess the the main thing I'd have to look a little more into it before I can speak on it. I just I was taught that whatever you can do to help break it down, like you're talking about with the Jack and Coke, whatever you can do to help break down those muscles and then right. draw out the blood. Well, and this here, Bronco uh, just uh, typed in. He said, he said, what about opening the bird and just letting them drain, you know, the capillary blood out over a few days in the fridge? He said he had a guy at an expo uh, one time tell him that. And, and you know, like you Absolutely. would, like, like I, right, like I you would bleed a, a fish out. Right. Like they you even would, leave the feathers on. They even leave the feathers on. Right. Hang in the garage. Now, I have taken some Canada geese and I've opened up the birds. And I've just hung them by their heads in my garage for like three right. or four days when it's cold. It's, you know, I'm, I'm where it's a little colder where I can do that. It's like right. it doesn't get above 30. Right, you know, so they won't spoil. Late, late gooses. Yeah, it's above, it's above, you know, or it doesn't get above 30 degrees. And it's in my garage where they're not freezing. Because you don't want them to freeze or it defeats the purpose. <laughs> and uh, it, it drains and lets them break down. It's just like dry aging like we talked about earlier. And uh, I, I was blown away by how much better those ones tasted. So, um, I've, I've heard of, you know, here's the other old school thing, you know, hang the birds outside in the cold and hang them by their necks. And when they fall off, meaning that they come apart from their neck, then they're ready to cook. You know, that's like aging them. But if you're going to do something, well, and here's the thing, if you're going to do something like that, the only other version I've heard of that is if you're going to do that then you need to open them up and pull the guts. And then, like you said, then you're letting them drain. Because if, 
if you're if you're letting them sit, it's just like any other animal. If you're letting them sit with all the organs inside, then you're just asking for, you know, like I don't want to say tainted or or whatever, but you know, you're just not going to get the right flavor if you leave all the guts in there. You don't leave all the guts in a big game animal. What's the first thing you do? You know what I mean? Pull the guts out. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like you wouldn't age, yeah. you wouldn't bring a deer home and hang it up outside with the guts still in it. You'd hang them outside to age, but you would you would gut them first. You know what I mean? So if you're going to do that, definitely gut them out. And then leave them hanging if you want. Yeah. If it's cold enough, it's not going to harm it. Um, yeah. So, Chad. There's a fight, you know. You don't want it to get above 40 degrees. Right. You don't want them to freeze or, or it'll kind of defeat the purpose. Right. We'll, we'll go to Chad's questions in a minute, but Sean Skipper, as you know, Skipper just said, he said, how did Brooks learn how to cook ducks? I still haven't seen him hit one. <laughs> Old Sean Skipper from Loophole. Skipper used to work at NRA, so you could fire back, bro. That's legal on this show. Well, you know, Sean's a really nice human. He is. Just leave it right there. He's a nice human that helps me out when I'm in dire need. There you go. Maybe one, maybe one of these times he'll get an invite to come out to uh, Utah and go hunt on the Great Salt Lake. You never know if he plays his cards right and stop, yeah. hey, stops yeah, making I've, bust ass you know, questions here, like here's that. Here's the problem: I have, I have never <laughs> hit waterfowl. I hunt with really good shooters, and then whatever. I'm just there for for entertainment. Whatever. You're killing me. <laughs> hey, so here's Chad's question. So he said, "Do you have a good recipe?" for coots he said his buddy shoots a ton of them now the only thing now this is where this is my thing unless you got something better the thing that i've heard this is an exact perfect scenario for your dutch oven and the sidekick okay i've heard of you take your coots and you dice them up and you make gumbo you throw some deer sausage in or some uh, some something else and you start you know do it like a gumbo and put it on the cooker and let it go for a while that is the only thing that i've heard but you still need to do your prep you know you still need to you know wash them brine them you know get the blood out you definitely need to do that now if you got something better go for it because i i don't know a ton of guys you know stacking the coots and and can't wait to go home and the guys down south, they have it down. There's no doubt. The guys in Louisiana and that whole section down there, they got it. They got it licked. They know what they're doing with the coots. You know, first of all, to Chad's answer, or to answer Chad's question, if he's got a buddy that shoots a lot of coots, he might need to find a new friend. Is he trying to pick on you because he's out in Utah? Is he, is he trying to direct that at you? <laughs> he, he might be. I, 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 I don't know. Thank you, I know Chad. nothing about I know nothing about coots. I've never cooked a coot, so I can't uh, I can't uh, answer that question. But I but I have an idea what I would do. What would you do? And I think I think what you just described. Mm. Find something else to cook it with and hide it. And hide it. Well, and listen. Here was here was the other thing like and you were talking about that just came it, to mind. Is it, is it like bad omen if you're seeing coots and you try to shoot them while they're running on the water with those long legs, putting up a big rooster tail? No, if you're no, if you're gonna dust them, like dust them, like yeah. you know. The only thing about coots to me, I, I'm not I'm not like a coot killer. I'm I I, I just like I, I don't because I know. I just listen when they're when they're running on the water and trying to get up in front of the boat. And there's like a raft of like a couple hundred and they're just and they're just like 
you know, running with those chicken feet and they're just pooping everywhere and just the smell comes over you as you're running the boat right through the whole group. Like to me, I just go, I'm out. So I'm, I'm, unless I really got a shoot coots and that's what I got to survive on somewhere. Like I'm not targeting the coots. I apologize, but that's not, that's not <laughs> they're a me. lot of fun. Some, I've heard that sometimes it takes three shells to bring one down. Hey, you know, you get those, those big old, northern coots that come down on the coot bus you know what i mean they they get a ride yeah. down here and they get dropped off and then they walk into the marsh yeah yes yeah. i've, I've Three seen that shells in a white sheet and you're good to go there you go see that rob friedell said uh brooks i can't even type coot so there you go oh chad says it'll take <laughs> you four shots so there you go chad said what chad said that. maybe it'll take you four shots <laughs> Hey, I have so to find a longer, deeper. Put my snow snow goose tube in. So you guys got a ton of recipes up on the Camp Chef website. I actually just yeah. went through a bunch of stuff with Brad, and I I wanted to have something else up on the Final Approach website. So I just made a whole section of Brad's recipes on our site as well because I, you know, listen, you you spend all this time chasing chasing the game putting the time in and everything else like i wanted to give another resource to everybody once they you know you know once they harvest animals what are they going to do with it like hey try this try that don't just turn them into you know pepperoni sticks or this or that you know the 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 best thing that that i have found that has been an absolute game winner every year is i have a little meat place here that does wild game and I take all my birds over and they do it into a a spicy Italian ground sausage and it comes in little one pound packs so I can make hamburgers you re- I can make chili you remember that stuff that we had up in Alberta that the Hutterites brought us that yes. from the Hutterite colony yes that cheddar yeah, that stuff is good. Isn't it? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you got great stuff like that, that was awesome. And what I end up doing with, I make burgers, I make spaghetti sauce, I make breakfast burritos. I'm, you know what I mean. I go that route. So, so if you, if you guys want, and this is listen, this isn't just, you know, you don't buy the Camp Chef stove and then oh, you're just going to use it for your, you know, for your wild game. Like, there's a million dishes and recipes on here for everything. So, so everything, yeah, everything, and then. Yeah, and when you go back to, like, you know what? I love doing goose jerky, and all my friends. That's uh, right. Um, they do, like, goose jerky, and they grind it up and make goose salami and sausage and what we were talking about. I think that's awesome. Anything that you can do to utilize animals. But the only thing I would say is don't be afraid to try other things with it and see if you like it or not. Right. So you're not just jerking everything. It's kind of like right. I had a buddy that always be like, I love the deer hunt, but I just I don't like the taste of it, so I just jerky the whole thing and eat it. And I'm like, you oh know, my God. how do you not know that without trying and you know, doing different things with either a back strap or right, experiment. with, a shank, with right. a shank. And I'm not opposed to it. Sure, still make some jerky, make some sausage. That's awesome. That's, right. We can utilize that. We can make killer biscuits and gravy and right. burger patties like you're talking about with all those other cuts of meat. That's right. But don't be, don't be afraid to try other stuff. You know, one of my favorites um, is taking a goose breast, a brined goose breast or duck breast, cubing it up and doing like shish kebabs with like, grilled pineapple and peppers. Oh, yeah. And you just do, a, there's a couple different marinades you can use. Uh, marinate it, like Brad was saying, no more than four to six hours, and then throw them on the grill and just grill them off as like a skewer. 
Yeah, those and you are could, awesome. Yeah, and you're going to do uh, those tacos, like medium. Duck, you're going to do those duck, medium duck rare, duck right? Tacos. Yeah. Yeah. You can cube it up and do a duck taco with a brine duck breast, and do like a street taco where it's super simple. It's just onion, um, like a white onion, uh, lime juice, cilantro, and maybe a little pico de gallo. And all you do is just take that diced up small uh, breast and throw it on the grill and just put a quick sear to it. Throw that in the Nice little corn or flour tortilla shell, and with that lime juice on it, it's awesome. That's that's one of my favorites. Yeah, there's there's no doubt. Now here's another, <clears throat> you know, here's another thing you were talking about. Like, don't get caught in a pattern, or or don't do this and don't do anything. Like, I, I am, believe it or not, I'm not like a bacon fanatic. I know I know that's maybe un-American or whatever the case, but. Like, bacon isn't my favorite thing in the world to put on everything. It's not my duct tape, okay? So, sure. when somebody says, hey, I'm going to make I'm gonna make some ducks on the grill tonight, come on over, and as soon as they mention bacon, I'm out. And here's why. Because I know they're just trying to hide the duck and they don't know how to cook it, and they're just wrapping it in bacon and putting something else on it and hoping to God that it comes out half decent. Because I used to be that way a long time ago, and I'm done. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I won't sure. do that anymore because I don't think you need to – I don't think you need to use the bacon as a crutch. All you need to do is prep a little better, find a good recipe, and then make sure your time – because – what what I ended up learning, like one of my first lessons on cooking was I was cooking my birds, my wild ducks and geese, too long. You know what I mean? And this was this was a, a while, you know, this was 15 years ago before, 20 years ago before, like, you know, I'm on my own. You know, I don't have anybody cooking for me. I'm like, it's just me. And it's like, I learned the heart, like, it wasn't good. You know what I mean? So... As I got better, I'm like, oh, I'm cooking it too long. Like, that's number one. Like, I just, the, the reason that it takes, tastes terrible is I'm cooking it too long. Like, there's number one. So there's definitely some simple mistakes that are easily corrected. You know what I mean? Cooking too long, not getting the blood out, uh, you know, spend a little time on the prep and the marinade or the rub. You know what I mean? There's so many small things that could end up making your dish from, you know, like, you throwing it in the garbage or giving it to the dog and it or it being a hit at a barbecue. You know what I mean? Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't be afraid to try and I don't you know there's not a lot of food I don't like. If you you've seen my physique, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um but I'm not opposed to bacon. I like bacon, but I don't think you should just wrap everything in bacon just right. to mask the flavor. That's you know, like like there's some there's some really good recipes that involve bacon. There's some really good recipes that don't involve bacon. Oh, correct. Just uh, you, know, you know, there's like we all have our go-tos, but uh, don't be afraid to to maybe step outside the box and try other options. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't. Let's see. I don't think. Have you ever had bacon at Brad Fenson's house? Um, I don't know if I have. That's right. Yes, I've had. I've had Canadian bacon because it was in Canada. <laughs> Does that make sense? Correct, but I'm saying like like you didn't have bacon on 
a if if you had bacon up there, and we t- we're talking about Brad Fenson, our our buddy who cooks, and he's an incredible writer, outdoor writer, and killer, and the whole deal. So, but what I'm saying is, if it wasn't on purpose, like you were having eggs and bacon in the morning, like you didn't have bacon in a dish. That's what I'm saying. He he, he doesn't use no, it. It's not it, a crutch. No, if you did have bacon, it was his homemade bacon that he made out of a. That's right. Wild boar, wild boar belly that he had from that's, a boar he'd harvested. That's, or, that's he's what made I'm goose bacon. Yes, Do he you has. Remember the hash that he fed us, and yes. we had goose bacon, and that was really good. That was very good. And I think the other thing that you said, uh, he made the pastrami. That was incredible. He's made a couple dishes up there that I can tell you were, you know, like I, I had moose enchiladas, which was over the moon like there's been a couple things up there that just knock your socks off so uh, so there's definitely there's so many resources that's the other thing there's so many resources right now for cooking especially wild game that it is a sin if you pretty much just either you know give your birds away you know (laughs) i still know guys who I don't know guys directly, but I have a feeling that I know some guys that throw their birds out. Uh, like, like it, it, it's a travesty that you're not making use of these birds because you just simply don't know what to do. And there's yeah. so there's so much resource. So it's just going to take some time. And listen, if you're not working from home right now, or you, uh, you know, we all have more time than we know what to do with right now. So. You know, pick a couple recipes. Go go on the Camp Chef site. Go on the FA site. Take a couple things and look and and you know, listen. Just Google Brad Fenson's name, F E N S O N. You know, Google Brad and find his recipes. And he, he, you know, it's unbelievable. No matter what you want to cook, I guarantee you, he's shot it and cooked it. So, you know, just take a look. It's it's pretty, it's pretty impressive. You know, the amount of cooking that he does, and we usually we usually get to it pretty good. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun too. It's th- a lot of fun. I like to, I like to try new things. Especially, listen, I'm here's, an ex- I'm an experimenter. Yeah, well, listen, here's the other thing. You're at, you're at duck camp. You're at deer camp. You're at whatever. Like, you know, pick pick something out of the freezer and say, hey, I'm gonna make, uh, I'm gonna take this recipe up the up the deer camper or, or elk camp, and you know, I'm gonna make this. You know, we got the little. You know, we're, we're, whatever grill we're bringing, you know what I mean. Of yours, here's what we're making. You know what I mean. We're we're gonna yeah. take the we're gonna take the little Rainier stove and we're gonna cook this. Or we're gonna do that or whatever. You know, I'm gonna prep it and I'm gonna brine it and I'm gonna take it with me. Whatever the case is, and I'm gonna make something up at Deer Camp or or whatever. That that to me, you know, brings everybody together. And then listen, everything tastes good at camp too, because <laughs> you're ready to chew your arm off. So. Um, you know that's something to do. Everybody could bring a recipe up and try something or do something. So yeah, there's there's so yeah, much sure. opportunity to go and do that. For sure. Yeah. For we're, sure. We're talking to Brooks from cool. Camp Chef. We're just chipping away at like what you could do with stuff in the freezer, how to cook a little bit better, how to grill a little bit better, and just do all that. We're doing it on the FA podcast now. The other thing is, uh, Brooks is going to give us a, a Rainier. Uh, burner, which is like, it's like a, it's like a grill and a stove, correct? It's our it's our Rainier two it's our Rainier two X it's a two burner grill stove combo. So 
it's the smaller, like, suitcase house phones. Uh, yeah, yeah, one yeah. you take to a campsite. Uh, very, very portable. Runs on a one-pound propane tank. We just um, relaunched these. We, they had a full redesign. Went under some cosmetic surgery and got some updated face plates. They look a little cleaner, kind of a more sleek design. They've got uh, really cool adjustable heat knobs that have a rubber grommet on them, so they're oh, yeah. you know, just a lot smoother and feels, feels much better in your uh, fingertips. Um, it comes with a grill and a griddle oh, yeah. and a carry bag, and then it's got a 7,000 BTU burner on the side. So you could you could pretty much do anything on that. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a nice lightweight one. It's it's good to have in the duct line. Excuse me, it's an eight thousand BTU burner on the side, and then the tube burner under the grill griddle is ten thousand BTU. Because um, like what, like what I'm thinking, like what I'm thinking, what I would use that for is I would put that I would put that in the boat. And yes. oh my awesome god. The then you can make your grilled cheeses that you're famous for. Oh my god, I would make I would oh my god, we would do like so is that in the Mountain Series cookers or stoves? Yep, is yep that, it's in yep, yeah. the Mountain Series stoves, which is our more compact compact, lightweight, uh smaller car camping stoves. Yeah, I mean I think so, yeah. I think that would be like oh my god, I think that would be like lights out. Yeah. Can you imagine making some Making some uh, vittles in the boat, keep, plus to keep you warm yeah. too. You get the burner going and it's warm, and then the smoke starts coming <laughs> out, and then you know the birds are going to start flying as soon as the cooking starts. That's usually how it yeah. goes. Yeah, there's like no every every time you, every time you leave the blind to go to the bathroom is when the birds come in. Yeah, kind of every yeah. time you fire up the stove, the birds come in. Hey, so here's um, here's something I want to talk about because um, a friend of mine who's a fly fishing guide and was a fly fishing guide i i saw him using one of these a while ago and um this was way before i knew you and there's there's a couple brands of these little fuel stoves out you know what i mean the little propane isobutane like the little uh i i don't know what else to call them other than the one name uh so i won't call it the other name <laughs> so what what sure. what do you what do you guys call them? Because I have used one of those forever, because you can Are you talking about like the little single burner. Um, yes, those like back like a backpacking. Stove. Yes, like the 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 backcountry, you know, little yeah. little single. You can boil a pot, single burner, boil a pot of water. Yes, you can mix up some. You can make yeah. cup of noodles. You can make oatmeal. Yeah. You can boil, you can do hot chocolate, coffee, like like that thing yep. in the boat for me and in my bag wherever we're going because it's so small is yeah. you know, oh my god, that's like that's like the thing that's like the first cooking thing that like revolutionized my world on the waterfowl side when I got one of those. You know what I mean? Like that striker yeah. like that striker series mm -hmm. like that striker series with the small bottle like the really small bottle so you can take everything with you in the little canister. Like that thing to me, and those canisters last forever because it heats up so fast. You know what I mean? You barely use any fuel. Yeah, the cool thing about our Strikers is we make, uh, it's our Striker 200. Yeah, I it's see that. It's the dual fuel. It's the dual fuel. So it will run off isobutane, like the smaller canisters that you're talking about. Or um, you put a little adapter with it that comes with it in the box 
you put that adapter on, and it now runs off a one-pound propane tank. Oh, it will. Depending on where you are and, and what fuel is, is uh, you know, available. Like one that green propane tank. Yeah, the little the ones. Yeah. Tank, yeah, those are like that's a readily available fuel that you can probably get at almost any gas station in the country. So that like that's something you can have in your car in your boat. That way, um, if you need to get fuel and weight's not an issue, that's a cheaper fuel source. It's easier to get. Well, the isobutane is awesome. It burns a little hotter. Right. But you're going to have to pick that up at like a specialty outdoor shop. That's uh, right. Shop, and you might not always have access to that. But if you're going on a backpacking trip and weight's an issue, That's right. you have the capability with that one stove. You just leave the adapter home and you leave and take the, the little bottle. The leg base for the bigger propane tank home. Right. And you just take the smaller one. So, so, yeah, we have that dual fuel model, which is awesome. Oh, my God. I didn't know that because I'm so used to using the smaller one. So, because the other thing is, you know, all the. Uh, you know, the Mr. Heaters, the heating sources, like anything you have, like in a blind or in a boat is always those little green canisters. So, so yeah. that, that's perfect because those canisters are everywhere. Like you said, so that having an adapter for that little cooker is incredible. And like you said, it's not going to burn as hot, but you're still going to be, you're still going to be good to go on that. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, you can still you can still boil a pot of water in like two minutes with that thing, even yeah. on propane. Yeah, that's that that to me is like that that changed uh, that changed my world right there was that in the boat and when we were like you know you you'd hump into a, a public place or uh, you know one of the refuge systems and you were going to be there for most of the day and it just beats you know something hot whether it's you know whether, oh my god whether you're doing like a um you know, one of the packaged meals, uh, you know what I mean? Or, 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 and you're dumping mm-hmm. the wa- hot water in there, or if you're just doing cup of noodles or whatever, or, oh my God, forget it. It's like, it's definitely way better than just eating granola bars or a sandwich or something. There's no doubt about it. So yeah, that, that definitely changed, uh, changed my outdoor experience as, as well. That's a pretty, that's a pretty handy damn item right there. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really you you guys idea. are very you guys are very wide um, on the Camp Chef site. Um, listen, if you if you guys are looking for anything or just go and browse and look at how many how many different categories like like you said when you when we started the conversation, you guys are so wide in categories that whether you hike or or camp in or you want something for the deck, you want to cook for people, like whatever your situation is to cook i guarantee you guys have something that will work and it's good you know what i mean there's no doubt sure yep yeah i mean we've got from the back country all the way to the back patio so anything in between we've got products to take care of all your outdoor cooking needs that's awesome um so as far as um and like i said there's recipes on your site there's there's yep. tips and I, like whatever you need uh, on the camp camp chef website it's there like you need the live chat and you're like hey I need this or whatever you can go there and do that yeah we have a killer killer customer service team so some great products killer customer service team you need a live chat and ask questions on any of that stuff they can direct you there if you look at the top of our website there's the shop button and right next to it is the recipe section I see can, that. You can go in and say, all right, you know, like, uh, what do I want to cook? You can just type in the search bar right. and it'll pull up. Like, uh, 
right now some of the top things are the latest recipes is we did a whole bunch of wings. Yeah, I see the wings. And they, these were all wings Ooh. for a wing contest that Ooh. had going on. So, hey, yeah, you look at the, there's a bourbon Asian sticky wing, a brine buffalo wing. There's there's a lot there, a lot to to. Uh, there's a lot to take in. Um, Makes you hungry. Yeah. Hey, so tell yep. me, is there something? Is there is there any? Is there a product that's new this year that you know is anything uh, that they should look out for if they you know. You know, say they have some camp chef equipment, or is there anything that's new that they need to take a look at? You know what I mean? Because I yeah. So, well, two things: our, our Wi-Fi Telegram, which we um, launched, it's new for 2020. It was launched in November. Right. Um, that's one thing to take a look at: is the new Wi-Fi controller and okay. the Wi-Fi Telegram. Um, the rain, uh, our Mountain Series, the Rainier right. and the Ever stoves are both new for this year, which are more of your compact stoves. Right. Um, that. Uh, that had a full facelift and they looked really nice. Right. Um, and it, so the Rainier and the Everstove. The Everstove is the high pressure one. Okay, gotcha. And then we have a new um, we have a new large portable flat top. So it's, gotcha. a, it's a four burner, um, great big flat top that's got folding legs, so it's a little more portable. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To the take fl- to you know tail, tailgates and yeah, the flat tops are parties. awesome because you can do like that's that was the one thing like camping like on a flat top you literally can do everything on that. So, so that yep. is a big deal. And listen, if, if, you know, like if you have a camp chef, pellet grill stove, whatever you have, like if you haven't tried the whole, you know, Dutch oven cast iron experience, you know, go and try that. You know what I mean? Because, you know, uh, you know, going back to, going back to Brad and when we go up to Canada and go stay at Brad's or go do something with Brad, like he is always in cast iron like if it's something you know what i mean he is always in it if he's not like directly on the grill he's in cast iron there's no doubt so and i think that's a different taste you know yes absolutely um cast iron cooking is what that's what our forefathers cooked on (laughs) right there's a i love hearing stories when people say hey i've got my great grandpa's cast iron skillet that was handed down to me i mean you can't ruin it if that stuff's going to last forever. Right. That's, that, yeah, that's pretty cool. And, and like you said, that goes way back. And, you know, I don't know. Like, that's so easy to take and, and take with you camping or out, out wherever to elk camp or deer camp and just, you know, and put it somewhere and go for it. There's no doubt. That is, that is so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Ray just chimed in and said, he said, Bufflehead poppers in vodka and orange juice. There you go. Oh my goodness. There you go. But you'd have to Nice. Um uh Ray said throw up the throw up the Yeah, I, I gotta throw up the link. I'll throw it up so you can take a look at it, Ray. They got some new stoves. Um he's in the market for a new grill. Um the um there's just so much there to look through. So just just get to it. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. yeah. And there's there's tons of recipes. So like I said, so go to the Camp Chef website, take a look at their stuff. You can you can Google you can Google Brad Fenson's name. Brad's a very close friend of, of both Brooks and mine. He he is um, one of the best camp cookers and wild game cook chefs, like whatever you want to call him. Like he, he didn't go to chef school, he didn't you know, none of that. Like he just flat out knows what he's doing. And he's cooked 
you know, wild game for a long time and fish and everything. So like you can't get anything past him. You know what I mean? Like you can't, yeah. you can't, you can't strike him out. There's, it's not happening. So you can Google Brad, you can go to the FA website. We just threw up a bunch of uh, recipes. So listen, look in the, look in the freezer, see what you got going, pull out, you know, say I got this, I got that. Go find a recipe for it and get to it this week. You know what I mean? What else do you have to do? <laughs> right? While you're in, stay in, cook out. That's what I'm saying. You know, you want to get some air, get out on the back deck and get on it and enjoy the weather and being with your family and being outside and cooking. That's that's the best thing you can do right now. You know? And keep your ass at home. How's for that? sure. Right? For sure, yes. Hey, let's get through this. Let's get through this and get back to normal. I'm looking forward to having a good fall. Oh my God! Like let's. I was just telling my son today when we were fishing. Like we got done fishing, we didn't catch anything, and I didn't care. I'm just like, well, I got out of the house. Like I'm, I, I am not, I am not meant to be like a stuck in the house person. You know what I mean? Like I'm just, I'm not good yep. at it. Like I'm starting to starting to lose it a little bit, so yeah, so I need to be outside just a, just a little bit. Bro, just a more little. than before, yes, more than before. So, <laughs> all right, listen, I'll throw the awesome. link up. I'm gonna throw the link up so you guys could get in on the Rainier uh, stove and try to win that, and we'll keep it up for a couple of days so you get a shot at it. Uh, and we appreciate you, Brooks, for doing that because it seems like uh, you know. Listen, everybody loves free stuff, and, you know, you get a grill like that, and you start using it, and then you buy this, you buy that, you go, listen, I, I say this every week when I have people on because I'm not just putting people on to put people on. Like, you're a good friend, you have great products, and and that's what I like to try to do. Like, like I could sit here and talk about Final Approach stuff all day, and, you know, like everybody's going to go, well, yeah you work there of course you want me to buy it like i want to i want to introduce everybody to some other really cool products out there that i've used that might like help you we've had the loophole guys on i had skipper on we talked about optics and using a rangefinder while you're goose hunting and then we talked to federal and getting your ammo checked and pattern master and 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 you and and how to cook and next week i'm going to have um my buddy Anthony from Benchmade on on their their knife section. So there's, you know, I, I got good people and good friends, and I just want to chit chat with them and get everybody a, some more exposure, and you know, hopefully it helps. And you know, good people, good products. Like that's what everybody's always looking for. Like I want to do, I want to buy well, good products from good people, and you know, like you said, you got great customer service. So that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, thanks for having us on. We well, were uh, appreciate it. For the opportunity to come on and talk a little duck hunting slash duck cooking and uh, talk a little bit about our products. So, you know, uh, I appreciate that. Those are some nice things to say about us. And I'll tell you what, I've worked with Camp Chef for about eight years now, and it's just a fantastic company to be part of. It's just a fantastic company to be part of, is all I can say. Well, and listen, you know, that's a that's an awesome thing because, you know, there's a lot of companies, uh, there's a lot of outdoor companies out there and say there's a lot of grill companies out there, you know what I mean, or whatever. Listen, you, you, you want to know a little bit more about companies when you're looking at something or buying something. That's just, I mean, that's how I shop. 
I, I, I want to know somebody. I want to know somebody who uses it because I get it. Everybody wants to sell you something. I get that. That's, the, that's why you make products. You want to sell them. I get that. But I want to buy stuff from people that I trust, people that I'm friends with, and, and people that I want to support and their products when they got great products. So that's, that's really what it's all about, bud. Listen. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having us. All right, Brooks. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. I appreciate it. And uh, as soon as we draw the winner, uh, late Friday or whatever, I'll I'll shoot you an email and we'll get it get it shipped out to him and or her or whoever wins it, and we'll go from there. So uh, appreciate it again, buddy. Awesome. Thank you for having uh, having us bother you. Yep. Thank you. Stay safe. Thanks, Stay Brooks. Talk to you, Bubba. Yep. See you. All right. Later. So Brooks Hansen from Camp Chef. On the FA podcast, great, great episode just to talk, you know, all kind of stuff, just to talk cooking and, and what kind of products they have. They got they got everything. So just just check it out when you can. It's pretty cool. I'll throw up the link so everybody could get a stab at 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 winning that grill, uh, that little cooker. So appreciate it. Make sure you check out the FA website. Like I said, we just did some stuff on there. We just did a pile of things on there. We added a bunch of stuff, including some recipes with Brad Fenson and a bunch of other stuff. So so check that out. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Hit us up on Facebook, our YouTube channel. We're starting to jam more up there. So go check that out. And any of the other sponsors that, you know, like they're just partners. They're not even sponsors. Like, Spart you know, sponsors just give you stuff, and then you just kind of go about your business. To me, it's always been different on a, on a partnership where it's like, you know, we do stuff together and we're in this together and that's what I like to call it. And that's, that's my folks at, at Benelli. Um, and we're going to have them on soon. I got to contact them. I didn't hit them yet. Uh, Benelli federal. We had those guys on the guys from Mossy Oak. Uh, we got to talk to them. They're everybody's busy Turkey hunting and in the woods, they don't come back till after Turkey season. So we'll get them on. So I already know that. So that's, that's a no brainer. Uh, Rob up at Ranchland Outfitters up in Alberta, Canada, who we go up every year, and I've been going up there forever. And Rob's a big, you know, he's a big part of this whole deal, and we get to go up and, and shoot some video and test out some products and do some cool stuff. So Rob's always there for us and always been there for me for a long, long time. And we just had Brooks on from Camp Chef. And next week, uh, and Skipper from Loophole just commented before we had him on a while ago, and uh, we also had the Patternmaster folks on. But next week we're going to do uh, my buddy Anthony from Benchmade, and we're going to go through some new knives and some other stuff. So when you're pulling your meat out of the freezer or you got to skin an animal or you got to breast something out or cut the legs off or whatever you got to do, we're going to have a couple blades next week to talk about that might make your life a little easier. So we're going to do that next week with Benchmade. So listen, appreciate you checking in on the FA website, uh, fabrand.com if you want to check it out. And that's the podcast for April 8th, The Final Approach.